Welcome to another episode of Rich Politics. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in tonight. I really appreciate it. But please don't forget, hit that subscribe button and share the video with as many people as you can. We are a non-politically correct weekly broadcast coming to you Fridays and Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. And tonight on our show of Off The Cuff, we have a very special guest, an exclusive interview with a man who has walked the corridors of Westminster and shouted very loudly in the Senate, the Welsh Parliament that is, in Cardiff. That's right, we're speaking about the one and only Mr Mark Reckless. He is joining me tonight. We're going to talk about a whole range of things and his reason for leaving the Brexit Party in Wales and joining the Balls Welsh Assembly Party. It's going to be fantastic. But before we speak to Mark, let's check him out in action. It's a cosy cartel of establishment parties who ignore what their constituents want in this area and instead choose to... And again, again we hear the heckling once more on people who do not want to listen to the facts of how their constituents feel about what they purport to do in their name. Reckless. don't need the heckling. It's tedious. It's low grade. The honourable gentleman will be heard however long it takes. It's as simple as that. Mark Reckless. It's one of your mates. I'm hostelry. Let's just see if he's uh, got anything to say. This way, in the middle. He, he said that he expected to see a new government with new energy and new impetus. Uh, he even went so far, I think, to say as for 18 months he, he anticipated a blaze of energy. But of course, this, in all, all attacks, isn't a, a new Labour led government. It's not the first 18 months, it's the fag end of 18 years. He says that together with Plaid Cymru, the Welsh Government will speak for Wales. But on this issue, they don't speak for Wales. Do they not understand? Yes, we do. 53% of Wales who voted to leave the European Union and are ignored by the First Minister, who prefers to team up with Plaid Cymru in a coalition of losers who told the Welsh people to vote Remain, but were ignored by 53% of those people who better understand their interests than he does. What we see is he's been trying to nail down a common position with Plaid Cymru, but that joint position has the consistency of blancmange. Mark, welcome to Rich Politics and Off the Cuff Wednesday. Hi there, Richard. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no, really appreciate you taking the time out to be with us today, Mark. And what a journey you've been on. I mean, your, your political career is, is paved with a number of different challenges, as you will probably point out yourself. But how has it been going, the changes that have recently been made? And of course, the recent news that broke uh, this week, actually, that you are joining Abolish or you have joined Abolish the Welsh Assembly Party. Tell us a little bit about your journey, Mark. Well, I've always believed that uh, the United Kingdom, Britain, should should govern itself to be an independent country in control of its own destiny. And uh, whether it's the the European Union or whether it's a devolution trying to divide us up, I believe in the United Kingdom. And we're now leaving the European Union properly and uh, really believe it's going to happen. And uh, the Brexit party which I was uh, leading in the Welsh Assembly, 
has served its purpose. It's achieved its goal. We've yeah, delivered. so Mark, so this is the end of the Brexit party in Wales now, then, isn't it? There's, there is no more Brexit party anymore, is there? In Wales, I should say. Well, I think so. It's achieved its, it's, achieved its goal. So I think it was uh, natural for us to wind up the, the group in the Welsh Assembly or, or, or Senate, and we've uh, d- done that. And you know, pe- people go and uh, they're se- separate, separate ways and have their own interests and focus. But what was particularly important for me was before we uh, folded the Brexit group, we surveyed all the Brexit party's registered supporters in Wales. And two thirds of them said that they wanted to abolish the uh, Assembly Senate and that they wanted to end devolution. They believed in the United Kingdom. They didn't want to split Wales from England. So I, I want to represent those people and ensure they have a a proper voice in politics. Do you, do you think the Brexiteers, of course, I was one myself, Mark, as you know, we campaigned together during the elections in December for the Brexit party here in Wales. Do you think those Brexiteers now can find a political home with abolish those two thirds of the people that during that survey said they stand for abolish because there was talk, let's be honest with the Brexit party about reforming the assembly or the Senate. And obviously I don't believe that would go far enough and I've always believed it wouldn't. So what's your thoughts on that with uh, the Brexiteers that supported the Brexit party in Wales? Do they feel that it is abolition over reformation? Do we need to abolish rather than reform? Yeah, I mean, they, they were clear. I mean, two, two, thir- two thirds of the, the Brexit Party's registered supporters in Wales said that they wanted to uh, abolish the uh, Assembly and end devolution. Now, I was uh, exploring an idea of a directly elected uh, first minister, but that, that didn't find as much uh, support. And I think what we've learned this year with coronavirus is the extent to which that pandemic has been used by Welsh government to try and split Wales off from England, most recently with uh, enforcing a border against people coming to Wales um, from from England, as if our, our, our coronavirus problems weren't actually worse in, in Wales with a higher incidence. The idea that somehow it's people coming in from outside and quite, is quite wrong across most of southern England. There are very, level, very low levels of incidence relative to what we have in, in South Wales. So we saw Welsh government just doing its own thing, exploiting its powers, actually not referring to the Assembly or most of these things and just doing things differently from England for the sake of it. And it's Mark Drakeford and it's the Welsh government and it's the unaccountable powers they have that's been the problem. So actually, I think people see it's not just the Assembly, it's also Welsh government, it's devolution. And they want to see us governed on a United Kingdom basis. They believe in Britain and they don't want Wales to be separated from England in the way that Welsh government's been doing. Well, there, there is a sense of uh, sleepwalking towards independence. I know that uh, our guest uh, earlier this week, Ben Habib, on Sunday, actually, we talked about devolved administrations and we talked about how they are stepping stones towards uh, breaking up the United Kingdom. And he was quite clear about that as well. Um, I noted from our party leader, Boswell Assembly party leader, Richard, uh, this week, he put a statement out, if I can read it to you, and maybe you can comment on this, Mark. He said, for some time, Mark has given the Welsh Assembly and devolution the benefit of the doubt in spite of his own personal reticence and has tried to fix the system from within. One can, however, only swim against the tide for so long. And Mark now appreciates that no matter how one seeks to reform the institution, it will never serve the best interests of the people of Wales. 
This move by Mark in joining us shows that abolish means business. It also represents the end of an era for Welsh Brexiteers who have successfully accomplished what they originally set out to do. And for them, their mission is over. For us, the journey has just begun. And I think that pretty much sums up uh, what the, the decision that you've made this week, Mark, by joining a Bolsa Welsh Assembly Party, no doubt it's been tainted by a lot of criticisms. I mean, if you don't get criticised as a politician, then you're not doing your job. But you know, let's be quite honest about it. Um, how have you handled some of those criticisms? And what would you say to some of the critics, Mark, that would say, well, you know, he's gone from that party to this party. You know, he's, how do you respond to them? I get it because you're on a journey. You've always followed through on your principles and convictions. Same as me. You know, I was with the Brexit Party Union. Wales, stood in the general election, general election finished, Brexit party was mothballed, I, I needed to decide what I was going to do. And I decided for me that devolution hadn't and hasn't been working. And it seemed the right fit to be part of and to join abolish the Welsh Assembly Party. So uh, what's your feelings on that? And how do you handle those criticisms, Mark? Well, I think you need a, a thick, thick skin and you don't want to take things personally. But what I'd say is that the voters look at what political parties are, are offering and, and decide which they think is is best in an, in an election. And I think there's sort of my party right or, or wrong approach. I don't agree with that. And if you look what was happening in the Labour Party, say, under Jeremy Corbyn, the most extreme sort of hard left, frankly, sort of anti-British person you could possibly have leading it and all mm -hmm. those anti-Semitism and, and the, the terrible sort of goings on. You saw all these Labour AMs here or the MPs in Westminster just sort of knuckled down and accepted it, put out the old tweet, perhaps disassociated themselves, but went into an election campaigning for Jeremy Corbyn to be the leader of the United Kingdom while not, not believing in it. They just preferred to, to hang on to their seats. Well, I, I don't agree with that approach. I believe in Brexit. I believe in an independent United kingdom and the brexit party's done its job we, we've achieved what we, we set out to do and i think we should recognize that rather than sort of you know, reinvent sort of causes or try and find something just to allow people to stand for election or, or or carry on that's not a sensible approach we need to celebrate leaving the european union that we've achieved brexit and we asked people what what they wanted and two-thirds of our supporters said you know abolish the assembly they don't want to see the united kingdom split up they want a united kingdom whole and, and free. And, and that's what I believe in and too. And also, Richard, frankly, your, your example, I, I think, inspired people uh, uh, as well. And you listen to your community and you do what people want. I mean, that's representing people, politics. It shouldn't be about, about you. It should be about the people you represent. I, I agree, Mark. And I, if I can just say that it, for me, it was a very simple move because having come out of the elections in December, uh, speaking to the community that I was representing stood for in Blind Eye Gwent, they were still wanting me to stand in future elections. They, they said, Rich, you mustn't give this up. I was ready to throw the towel in and do something completely different, you know, uh, because going into politics is not a great career move, in my opinion, right? That's just my thoughts. You know, so I thought to myself, why am I doing this? I must be mad. I must be crazy. My wife said, Rich, are you sure? I said, well, look, I got people saying to me, Rich, you need to stand. And so it was a case of me fighting for the people and representing them. And, you know, the, the growing number of people now in Southeast Wales, the region that I'm in, and certainly you represent currently, it, it, you know, you did with the Brexit Party, sorry. We, we're seeing a growing number of people that believe that devolution has categorically, systematically, historically failed them. 
and something has to be done. And we are the, and I suppose in many ways, the Bolshoi Welsh Assembly Party is the only real party that from day one, from its formation in 2015, that has been committed to ending devolution in Wales. And I think that for me speaks volumes, not just of the party, but more so of the fact that we want to represent the people. That's what politicians are there to do. And, 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 and I think your move across is, is it simply that. You want to represent the supporters that supported you during the Brexit campaign. And now, of course, those wanting to abolish the Assembly. Well, Mark, you, you, we've got the Senate elections coming up next year. Um, obviously, things have changed for you. How different will it be in the Senate now for you uh, from going from a party leader to being uh, the, the second member of the Bolshevik Welsh Assembly Party in the Senate, of course, because Gareth Bennett is there as well. There's two of you, but not being part of a group. How does that change the dynamic for you, Nomark, in the Senate? Well, it will be difficult. We'll, 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 we'll get le- le- less time. We're not going to be done any favours by the people in charge. Obviously, they support the uh, uh, Assembly or Senate or Welsh Parliament as they now want to rename it and we've seen just in the last uh, few weeks uh, a change in how debates are organized before if a member wanted to amend uh, a, a motion they, they could do so and could be called and put that amendment forward for consideration and now we're seeing that the fluid or presiding officer uh, who extraordinarily remains a member of Plaid Cymru and in my view looks to promote Plaid Cymru of interests she's now decided uh, she's not going to do that. She's not going to allow people who are not members of the main groups, people who are independent, people who represent abolish like myself and Gareth. Uh, she's going to stop us being able to put forward uh, a, a amendments. I mean, how's that? I mean, they, they, well, there's no scrutiny. I, I remember when the new lockdown measures were introduced, and I'm opposed to some of the draconian measures, as you probably seen my hack online. Um, <laughs> when they when they were brought in this lockdown, which was leaked by Bubble Wales, as you know, before the actual announcement by by the Welsh government was made, it's interesting that the Welsh Conservatives called for an emergency meeting of the Senate to de- to debate or discuss at least or scrutinise the lockdown measures. But there was nothing, and the media didn't really go at them for that. There was no scrutiny. There was no debate you know these measures were imposed upon the people of wales decided by the welsh government and there was no debate over it i know that in the senate this week there'll be discussions around it but the decision has already been made i don't see Mm. where there is room for parliamentary scrutiny in the senate when you have the presiding officer or like speaker of the house as we know it in the in westminster is not she's not she's not impartial. I, I've witnessed it on previous episodes of this show, Mark. And we've t- I've talked about it because she is a member of Plaid Cymru. She obviously she chooses what she wants to do, and she is biased in certain ways. And I will say that because she is. I've witnessed it myself. I've been to the chamber. I've sat upstairs in the gallery, and I've seen it with my very own eyes <laughs> and heard it with my ears. And so there, there isn't this real sense of democracy at work. It's not working in Wales. You know, um, there are many other members within the Senate, as you know, like Neil McAvoy and others that put forward or table motions or amendments that just don't even get looked at. You know, they just get brushed to one side. And to me, that is not parliamentary scrutiny. You imagine if Westminster went to impose some lockdown measures and rules without it going through Parliament, without there being any discussion, without there being debate or scrutiny. It doesn't happen. The press would go mental. But you're in Wales. What do the press do? They don't say nothing. I, I've heard nothing about, you know, from BBC Wales, ITV Wales. Not, I'm going to go at them, but it does beg the question, why aren't they doing their job? Why don't they question these ministers that are making these draconian measures and decisions on behalf of the people of Wales and not being scrutinised 
in the Senate rather than hiding in their offices and going to ITV World Studios and talking to journalists and the media, but without having the debate in the Senate. You've seen that happen, Mark, haven't you? Mm, you're absolutely right, uh, Richard. I, I've called that the, the clearest uh, bias to her, her face. She, she is. She shouldn't be a member of a, a political party. And the problem is, you see, in the Cardiff Bay bubble with uh, Labour and Plaid Cymru, they have... Uh, sometimes the Conservative, it depends, there's a, an approved view. And the sort of media, and particularly BBC Wales, are part of that. And if you're sort of outside that sort of bubble or, or that approved view, you're, you're not treated in the same way. I mean, elected members should be equal. They should have the same treatment. And we see those of us who are opposed to the Assembly, opposed to devolution, um, we aren't given privileges, we aren't given the same treatment as those who support it. And we need to, to recognise that. It's a system that serves the politicians, that serves their allies in the, the third sector and the, the, the quangos and in BBC Wales, and they work together to put an approved view. And what we've got to do, Richard, is, is take that on, give people an alternative to the Assembly, an alternative to the Labour Plaid Cymru, Cardiff Bay bubble, which has had its own way for far too long. For far too long and, and left Wales in, in places that I represent, certainly across the Valleys, Mark and South East Wales and other parts of North Wales always seems to be forgotten about the Senate. The people up there know that. They feel left behind. Uh, we've noticed that deprivation and poverty has not improved after two decades of devolution. This is a failed institution, a failed system that is failing the people of Wales. And it does need radical change, not reform from within, which you tempted, you, you tried. Count. I mean, some of the spats that you had with the first minister were fantastic. You know, I mean, I'm sure people can find them online, but <laughs> you were, you know, all guns blazing. But yet I find Plaid Cymru, Adam Price and many of others that are from other parties that cozy up to this Welsh government, you know, Welsh Labour-led government. They, they seem to be bedfellows at time. And you think there is no real challenge. Nothing's ever going to change. If the only way things are going to change is if we vote for change in the Senate elections next year. And coming to those Senate elections next year, Mark, what do you think are abolish the Welsh Assembly Party's chances of winning seats in next May's elections? I think uh, Abolish really could win seats this time. I think the, the mood has changed uh, for a long time. Uh, people who didn't support devolution didn't take much interest in it, didn't engage in the elections. I think that's different now because we're having we're a parliament now. They want to have more and more politicians there as if there aren't enough already. They've devolved income tax raising powers from next year. We may see politicians in Cardiff put up your income tax without limit compared to Mark, England, hold, that, hold, that thought, really hold, hold, hold that thought. I want the viewers, especially those of you watching in Wales, you need to listen to what Mark's just said there. It's very, very important that the referendum in 2011 was, wasn't about whether people agreed devolution or not. It was more to do with more powers, Mark. Is that correct? It was. I mean, it said on the ballot paper, the Assembly cannot make laws on tax, whatever the result of this vote. And that and was on the promise. ballot paper. That was on the ballot paper. But now 
they are they are proposing or the idea they're floating the idea that they they will or they possibly cover <coughs> they can and they will raise income taxes and this will affect the people of wales this will affect people's pockets their livelihoods and no doubt that the more we move towards independence the more that's going to become a reality for people because how can we make up for that deficit in the first place i think it's 14 billion earmarked for next year how 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 is the government going to possibly raise the the revenue to keep the country going? And it's mm. going to be tax. There's no other way. That's how that's how governments have done it for years, Mark. Isn't that right? So this week we've got a, a Wales only lockdown. Uh, I fear that next year we're going to have a Wales only increase in income tax to pay for it. I mean, whatever you think of the particular lockdown measures, to the extent there's any trade off between the the economy and. Uh, uh, health, you need to have the levers over the economy and, and health in the same government so it can make an appropriate trade-off and, and do that in a balanced way. Whereas here we've got a Welsh government that's closing down the uh, economy without any thought to how it's going to pay for it. And I think well, the answer well, will well, be the income tax going up next year. Well, they have given it thought because Mark Drakeford wants the Westminster, <laughs> the UK Treasury to pay for it. That, that's always been the case. You know, when things go well, we're amazing. When things go bad, it's Westminster's fault. I mean, it's, it's the old story. You've heard it all before from this Welsh government. And of course, you know, Drakeford, as I like to call him, the emperor down in Cardiff Bay, as he's become known on this programme. You know, he, of course, wants to shut down the Welsh economy. Shutdown is going to affect huge amounts of people. Workers, obviously, with their salary, especially those self-employed, traders, small businesses, medium-sized businesses. The, you know, this Welsh Resilience Fund has only got so much in it, which they've earmarked, which, by the way, we've already had. I think it's four billion pound from the UK Treasury, um, and they haven't spent all of that yet. I'd like to know where most of that money's gone, but we'll look at that another time. But interestingly to note is Drakeford wants to shut everything down, and then after being told by Rishi Shunak this week by the Chancellor that you know there is no money to support your lockdown, he goes ahead and does it. He, he locks Wales down, knowing that the support wasn't there, that the government already told him a week before that the money wasn't there. But yet he went ahead and did it. So Mark Drakeford wants to shut everything down, but he wants Westminster to pay for it. Begs the question, why do we really need the Senate or the Assembly in the first place, if you ask me? Well, Mark, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. If there's one thing you would say to potential people out there, voters, supporters, or those who felt the same as you in your cause to abolish the Welsh Assembly, what would it be? I'd say, I mean, look, look what's happened this year with uh, COVID, with coronavirus and that pandemic and how the Welsh government has used and exploited that to try and make Wales different from England. Always doing things just a little bit different for the sake of it. Even here we heard it was going to be a circuit breaker, but in Wales it's got to be, uh, it's got to be a fire break instead. And I think firewall might be the more normal <laughs> phrase, but they don't want to remind people of their border policy saying... You can't come to Wales if you're from England. I mean, that's not what Wales is about. And we don't want to see ever more devolution, slippery slope, powers always going one way, sleepwalking to independence. We want to see one United Kingdom. We believe in Britain. We want to be together. And that means ending devolution, abolishing this uh, assembly or, or, or Senate, and once again being one United Kingdom. Well, Mark, on that note, that is a fantastic way to round up today's show. 
It's been a fantastic time speaking with you. I've really appreciated it. And to all of our viewers out there, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share these videos with as many people as you can. We've got some interesting guests lined up in a couple of weeks. I've got the former Royal Protection Officer for Prince Andrew coming on in a few weeks' time. That's going to be fun and interesting and a lot, lot more. So you don't want to miss these Wednesday nights. Mark, thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. And I wish you well. And of course, I'll see you very soon in the future once Drakeford decides to lift the lockdown. <laughs>